Tick-tocking, tick-tocking, where creators come to play. Tick-tocking, tick-tocking, find out what they have to say. Tick-tocking, tick-tocking, fascinating interview. Tick-tocking, tick-tocking, tick-tocking with Kevin Hughes. What's up, Rebecca? Hey, how are you? I was like, I can't. I'm good. I never wear AirPods, but like the headphones I have only plug into my phone. Oh, okay. So I was like, why are these working? I don't know. I feel like a lot right now, but I'm not. I swear to God, I just don't like the feeling of the AirPods. Right. Yeah. So I, I've been using AirPods for like when I work out and stuff, and I just went and bought the Apple over the ear, like okay. AirPod Maxes yesterday. Okay, yeah, like, the, oh, the ones that all, the, like, the girlies wear. Not girls, but, like, fashion girls all have them. They're, like, they're oh, really, really nice. Yeah. They're, like, oh. big, right? Uh, they're, they're well, they're, they're kind of like these. They're smaller than these, the ones I'm wearing. But, uh, yeah, swear. they are the over the ear. They're kind of like a, like an oval, but it, and it doesn't have a design on it. It's just like a. You're fashion, Kevin. Know. They're I, fashion. I yeah. I'm pretty bougie, you know. <laughs> Honestly, they're very like they're very fashion. Like a lot of fashion girls have them. I could see that. They're they're five hundred dollar headphones, so I could definitely <laughs> Yeah, my friend just got a pair and I was like, Wow, big spender. First off, I wanna point out that you have a South Park shirt on, which I do. Which is very uh sim here because I'm in Colorado, so that fits in perfectly. <laughs> yeah, I love South Park, um, even though they're horrible to Canadians on that show. <laughs> I, was, I was like, why? Like, why? Yeah, I never, I mean, it's it's hilarious, right? I get right? it, but, but I don't. <laughs> well, the disconnect from, like, the top half of the head and the bottom half of the head for the Canadians, I never understood why they did that, but it's funny. I don't know. It's funny. It makes me laugh, but... I'm going to touch these a lot, I feel. It makes me laugh, oh, yeah. but I'm also like, okay, like, sure. <laughs> I mean, um, it's funny to me, too, because, like, my family, like, my dad's family, I should say, like, that lineage was originally American, and then um, they immigrated to Canada because they were loyalists. So I'm like, mm. we are you, or we were you <laughs> a long time ago, but, like, you know. Right. Oh, that's yeah, hilarious. So funny. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm like American originally. <laughs> so how, how have things been? It's been like a huge change from the last time I talked to you. I mean, well, we, we yeah. chat all the time through text, but like I haven't seen you since the last time we did the interview. And first of all, I'm stoked to have you back, but a lot's changed. Thanks for right? having me back. Yeah, a lot has changed. I don't even like, I'm trying to, I'm terrible with time and like, I don't mean like literal hours on the day, but like in terms of like what years things happen with. And I feel like especially post COVID and like during COVID, it got way worse because I was mm -hmm. like, Oh, time's a construct. This is just like proof that time is a construct, right? Like being in lockdown. Um, right. And so now it's gotten even worse. So like, I can't even like fully remember what what like okay tiktok had just kind of become like really big the last time we talked i think or mm -hmm. it maybe not just but it was like 
really like a new app for a lot of people. And like, where were we in the where were we in the pandemic when we talked last? So we were out, right? But not. Yeah, kind of. I know you were still dealing with a lot of it in Canada. So yeah. this was uh, when we spoke. I believe it was August or September of twenty. 2021. Damn. So, yeah. Well, a lot you were, <laughs> yeah. Because I looked it up and you were actually episode number five. And I believe this is episode 84 or 85 now. Congratulations. That's crazy. Thank you. It's crazy. I know. You were really like, so much has changed. Podcast, and here you are. I know. A year and a half later, haven't given up. 300,000 subscribers. It's crazy. That's congratulations that's huge thank you thank you thank you i'm trying yeah. it, it's it's a lot of work and i know yeah speaking of work you said you've been like on set shooting what's going oh, on there I'm what are not, you shooting oh i'm not like an actress or anything i style and um so i do like costume i'll do some like i'm not i wouldn't call myself a costume designer but i do just styling so like i've been on set just styling i'm actually styling jay right now which is kind of funny because like oh, cool he's technically kind of my boss on the set, but also like I'm his wife. So like I'm boss, but um, also like he kind of has to, while I as a stylist have to make him comfortable and look like himself. And like, it has to be appropriate for the show at the same time. He used to kind of listen to me because I buy the clothes. So I'm like, mm, you have to put this on. So, <laughs> you know, so it's really fun. It's a fun dynamic. Um, and it's really easy to style him because I know him so well, obviously. And I buy a lot of his, not all of his clothes, but I do buy a lot of his home clothes too. So he's an easy person to style because I know his sizing and I know his taste and I know what he likes to wear. So it's um, in that way an extremely easy and fun job. And actually it's an extremely, extremely easy and fun job working on the set anyway because um, a lot of the people are our friends now. Um, that are on the set as well, and the subject matter is really fascinating because it's a. Uh, I think I'm allowed to say this. Actually, I don't know, so maybe I should. <laughs> so I think I can, but okay. If I'm not allowed, I'll find out, and then I'll ask you to cut this part out. Of but, course, yes. Um, it's the second season of a TV show he started in the pandemic called "We're All Gonna Die," and it's mm. on a a network up here called Crave. It's a Bell Media production. And uh, it's all about, like, different ways the world can end. So he's interviewing all of these really fascinating, brilliant people about different things. And um, I get to, like, listen to the interviews that I'm on set. And I get to meet all these, like, incredibly smart PhD people. So it's actually funny because one of my best friends, like, one of my oldest best friends is a... She's a professor. So I'm like texting her while I'm watching stuff. I'm like, have you ever heard of terror management theory? She's like, yeah, I have. It's fascinating. Who, who are you? Like, who, who are you interviewing right now? I'm like, oh, this professor. She's like, yeah, I've heard of his work. And I'm like, yeah. So I've been like, really like my academic brain is getting scratched as well as my creative brain on the show. So it's been really fun. That's cool. So you've transitioned over to kind of like the TV movie world now, right? A little, um, a little, a little. I'm like, I'm not sure. I'm like, I like styling a lot. I don't know if, I think I'm kind of just like exploring a lot of things. I don't know if I want to do that full time and like be a costume designer on set either. Um, TV and movie life style is, um, 
not normal, quote unquote, mm-hmm. like in the way that like you work a nine to five, like it's, um, it's incredibly hard. I think from my experience from other people, like having conversations, I think it can be incredibly hard to like, um, keep a normal life. So like relationships and stuff like that, because when you're on set, it's, um, you're on set, right? Like you can't just go home at five to pick up your kids and your set might not always be in Toronto either, right? Like you might be working right. in other cities or other countries for months at a time. And so I think like, I'm not, I'm not necessarily sure that like that's a lifestyle that I want to live anymore because when I was modeling, I very much lived that lifestyle. And like, while in my twenties, I'm really glad I had that experience. Um, now in my thirties, I'm not really sure I want that sort of like almost uh, nomadic maybe for lack of a better term, sort of lifestyle. Um, but I do really enjoy the creative side of styling on sets. I like, I like that sort of stuff and I've been styling, um, you know, some bands and stuff like that too, having some fun doing their album stuff and like, um, doing a lot of red carpet styling for the husband too. I don't know why I pointed that way. There's a wall there, but like, um, doing a lot of his red carpet styling too, which has been really fun. Cause again, I get to boss him around a little bit. Yeah. That's so cool. He, he seems like he's just working nonstop now, which is amazing. Um, yeah, it's funny because like he, he really, he, he took some projects that, uh, were smaller independent Canadian things and, um, they're kind of just one of them. Blackberry is just like blowing up. And so, I'm so excited for him. I'm so excited for everyone on set. I think that, like, all the actors, Jay included, did an amazing job. The director is an amazing, amazing Canadian filmmaker. Um, and it's a big deal that a Canadian film went to the Berlinale. So, yeah. and got a standing ovation, which was like, what? Um, someone yeah. told us after that, like, um, only one film the previous year had a standing ovation, and it was a German movie. So, it's like doing really well and so along with that though he has a ton of press and he has a tv show coming out um with netflix i think in may it's premiering don't quote me on that i think and he did another canadian film with an independent canadian independent i think you would call it um canadian film at the end of last summer that i think from the script i read and from what i saw on set is going to be like mind-blowingly good so yeah he's busy busy man and i'm really happy for him like yeah busy i love that you know and uh it was probably maybe two months ago it could have been sooner than that i really realized how brilliant of a man he is because i rewatched goon and goon 2 and just knowing because i mean he acted in both of those but The direction part of those movies, like how freaking brilliant. And then realizing that he was the one that directed it. And I'm just like, yo, this guy's yeah. unbelievable. He directed the second one and then he wrote or co-wrote the first one and then co-wrote the oh. second one. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he just directed the second one. Yeah. Yeah. The first one, I actually cannot remember the director's name because I have a terrible memory. But yeah, the first one he did not direct, but he co-wrote it. Um, and uh, I don't want to like say stuff that's wrong, but I think like sure. the main the main character is like kind of this could be inaccurate, 
But I, from my, inter- I never met Jay's dad because he actually passed away when Jay was in his mm-hmm. early 20s. Um, but from everything I know about Jay's dad, like the main character, Doug, is like, sounds a lot like um, a version of Jay's dad. So, oh, Sean William um, Scott. Yeah, so his character, his character is very much what, um, so Jay's dad was Jewish and he also loved hockey. Um, I don't know if he was a great hockey player, but I have heard that he was a great fighter and loved to fight on the ice, especially. And like, I've heard um, some really fun, but also sad and dark stories about uh, how they would be playing. He played on the Jewish team in Montreal and they would be going to play um, non-Jewish teams. And the parents from the other teams would throw pennies at them on the ice because they're racist assholes. And so Jay's dad was like, watch me beat the shit out of your kids now. (laughs) So um, I've heard some stories, but yeah. So I think that like, um, is maybe a version of Jay's dad. Okay. Wow. That's so cool. So freaking cool. Yeah. And that's kind of where we were last time in our conversation. So you were doing a lot of, you and Jay type of, uh, content, I guess for TikTok. you know, you were involving him. You were saying how he didn't really like being a part of it, but he was doing it for you. And now, and now your content is completely different. You went to the like full on fashion content and okay. A little bit of technical difficulties, but we're back. Okay. So Yes. Your fashion content is so amazing. And I know besides my AirPod Maxes, I know nothing about fashion. <laughs> and, uh, your, the way you present some of the outfits, I never would have thought some of those combinations would work, but you make them work. <laughs> Arguably, some people feel like I don't make them work, and that's okay, though. Um, no, um, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate that. Honestly, it's really nice to just, like, I think of fashion as my art, and so, like, to have someone, anyone, like, it doesn't matter if, like, everyone loves your art, but when you hear it, even just that a few people do, it's it's really nice. So, thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. Did you, is there a question, or do you just want me to wax poetic about fashion a little bit no so i don't really have question i guess i mean the only question i would really want to bounce off of you from that is what made you decide to go towards that like way with your content compared to what you were doing before i think it's like a multi sort of like faceted reasoning one is that like as a pandemic as things started to reopen um I wasn't stuck inside with my husband all the time anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. And he works a lot. So there isn't necessarily time or space to create like married life comedy. And also, um, yeah, he's on set, right? Like a lot of that stuff I can't even post. So like, I can't post that he's in a trailer with a white wig on before Blackberry is announced to the world and a trailer has been released where he's wearing a white wig. So that was at the beginning of the summer for context. So if I made like a million TikToks with him in a white wig, like none of that could have been shown until like a month ago, right? So it really like altered what I can show on the internet. That's like one thing, right? The second thing is like, 
he's a deeply private person and like he is a great person uh, or like he's a great husband and so like and a great person but um he saw that I was having fun and that like I was having an outlet on TikTok making them with him so like he was doing it with me but um I don't think like it's just not his thing yeah you know like he deleted Twitter and now he like randomly will post on his his Instagram, you know, so he, he's like very private. Um, and he's not really into social media. And so like, um, yeah, that was another reason, of course, like we still will like, um, post sometimes together, but it's like, it's also like I quit modeling in the pandemic. And I also used to have, um, a model management company and I closed that during the pandemic. And so like, for the first time in my life, because like just for context, I started modeling when I was like 16 for the first time. Not very seriously. I didn't get serious until I was like in my early 20s. Um, but like, yeah, I didn't. I had people like telling me what my haircut could be, what my hair color could be, how I could dress, how I'm supposed to do my makeup. You know, I never even was allowed to have like nail art because models are supposed to have just like nude plain nails for jobs. And then if they want to paint it a color on the job, they'll either like send you for a manicure before or you get your nails done on the job. So I never had a lot of like agency with how I looked or even how I presented to the world. And like, even though I think modeling is an art form and it's like very creative and collaborative at the end of the day, you don't really have a say in like, what's being created. You're hired to be on set as a can like a, a chameleon, right? And like makes another artist's vision come true. But like I always wanted to have vision. Um and like I was like, well, now is my time. This is the first time I haven't been told that the only thing I'm allowed to wear is all black. You know, because they're like, I think also just for context, like modeling now, I think is a little bit different than like modeling when I started, like when I started, there were no curved models or plus size models. Right. Like that's a new concept or new ish at least, you know, like maybe there were a few, but like I, I, there weren't where I was modeling. Like when I was in Asia, when I was in the U S like I didn't meet curve models, but like now you see different body types. Um, on runways and that's just one example right like there's a lot of things that have changed within the industries but the modeling that i like the industry that i started in and ended in um were extremely different industries but like the um, agencies i was with at the end amazing women love all of them have nothing bad to say but like the way that they wanted to market me was very commercial very like young mom sort of stuff and i like didn't feel like myself when I started modeling when I was younger uh, I was like a fashion girl so it was like you have to be edgy you have to be interesting like that was more the energy and I really I like really lost that as my career progressed and like it was more about like making more money more commercials doing tv commercials stuff like that um and I was like this fucking sucks like this sucks <laughs> And like, no, no shade to commercial girls, like make your money girl. But like, I just, I, or make your money people. Cause there's lots of commercial people, but like, um, I didn't feel like myself a lot of the time. And like, I would come home from work and Jay would be like, did you have fun? I'm like, Oh, 
I'm not really feeling fulfilled doing this anymore. So when I finally did quit, it was like the first time where I was like, oh, I've loved fashion since I was like a little girl. Like a lot of the stories my mom tells about me were about like how I was like, I'm wearing this. I'm going to do my hair this way. And I always have been very much like that. But then when I started modeling, that side of myself like really got put in a box and like put on a shelf. Mm. And then when I stopped, I was like, hey, like I can take this off the shelf now. And I was like, well, I'm not sure what I want to do with this, but why don't I just share this? Um, and so I just started posting my fashion content online. And um, while I did have a lot of fun doing like couple comedy with Jay and couple content, I have a lot more fun doing the fashion stuff because uh, it like creatively really fulfills me. Like comedy is fun and I love joking and I like making comedy content sometimes, but it doesn't like make me happy or like fulfill me in the same way that like fashion does like I fucking love fashion it's like it's my super bowl you know like when I have to like think of outfits and it's about like going as hard or as weird as I can think like that's what feeds me that's what fuels me so it, the shift I know is drastic and probably like really out of left field for a lot of people because like I go back sometimes in my original content on TikTok or whatever and I'm like I can't even recognize myself in some of these videos, right? Because that was still like Rebecca as a model. Mm -hmm. And now it's just like me as me. Um, and like, it's a big change. I know. <laughs> well, and that's what I was going to say, to be completely honest. Like I, looking at your content now, you seem more happy. You know, it, yeah. it, you definitely seem, well, that you get that fulfilled feeling that you know, in those photos and in that content that it's just like, oh, okay, she's doing what she loves. And that's just coming from somebody who has talked to you before, you know, yeah. I could just, I guess I just see it and uh, it's completely understandable. And I don't know when you, when you have a passion about something, you're always going to enjoy it more. You know what I mean? Then, yeah. then something random or something you kind of like doing, but it's in defense for, yours and Jay's content, you knew that you were all in, but you knew he was only doing it to satisfy you. So yeah. he wasn't fully in, you know, but no, now, fully. yeah. But now with you being able to do this, you're doing it the way you want to, not the way someone else is telling you, like how you used to model, you know, mm -hmm. it was always someone telling you, you have to do it like this. You have to wear this. Now you get to basically wear whatever the hell you want, whatever makes you happy. Yeah. And, and the photographs, your photograph, who are you doing this yourself? Um, I have help, obviously. Okay. I'm not a tripod queen, but like, um, everything you see is shot either by my friends or, um, colleagues or Jay, a lot of it's by Jay. Hmm. Um, and I will like set all the shots up and like explain what I want and like do the creative direction and do the hair and the makeup and the styling. And then I have help executing it. Because, like, I've tried to shoot my own stuff on on tripods, and, like, it is not for me. I, uh. I'm a collaborator, even though maybe not a great collaborator sometimes because I'm bossy. <laughs> but um, I, I, I like to collaborate, ultimately. So, like, for me, it's more fun if I have someone there to, like, help me execute and be like, hey, why don't we try this angle, too, or this one? But it's my creative direction. It's my vision. Yeah. Are you using... Uh, and I want to know this, is this an effect or are you using one of those, 
photography, it's almost like a, it's like a cylinder, like a ball, right? Like a glass ball that gives you that round look. Okay. So I have a special camera mm. um, that's not reachable, so I won't show it to that's you. Okay. But I also have like a fisheye lens okay. for my iPhone so that you can buy ones that you like can move along the three lenses. Um, so I have a fisheye lens for some cool effects. I have a camera that's called an Instax 360 camera. Um, you can do a lot of really cool stuff on that. It can, it can do like these like 360 worlds and stuff like that where it looks like you're walking like on a world and like there's a lot of really cool editing you can do in that as well and then like yeah I've had to learn a lot of editing and I don't even consider myself a good editor like there's people that I follow or videos that I see and I'm like like you know how did they do that I'm like out here trying to google like how does one do this editing trick you know like but um, yeah, so I use different kinds of cameras. Most of my stuff is shot on my Instax or my iPhone. I just got my high school digital camera back up and running. Oh, wow. So <laughs> expect some digital camera content. It's like a little pink Canon with the screen absolutely destroyed. I wonder why. Um, <laughs> is that one of the ones you, when you power it on, the lens like pops out yep. on its own? Oh, yeah, awesome. and like I don't even, I can't even remember how to turn off the, the flash on it. So, got a lot of flash pictures that I didn't want to have flash, but it's working. I miss those cameras. You know, those cameras. What? I carried that when I lived in LA. Uh, I carried my digital camera everywhere I went because I never knew who I was gonna run into, or I never knew yeah. what I was gonna see. You know, you could be walking down the street, and all of a sudden. Oh shit, they're shooting a movie here. I'm going to take some photos. You know what I mean? Like, why not? Right? Like, yeah. and now we're all connected to our phones, which is great, right? Because we have like more compactability, if that's mm -hmm. a word, yeah. with an iPhone. But there's something nice about like just taking a picture on a camera. And honestly, like the grainy quality of it, like, I love that. Yeah. I love a low fi moment. So, yeah, I don't know. I started taking pictures on it last night. I was at a drag ball last night and I brought that camera out. So. That's awesome. Filled up half my purse. But <laughs> <laughs> so you've been doing a lot of traveling as well, right? You were in New York for a while. Yeah, yeah I did Fashion Week in September and in mm. February. Um, September was my first one. Uh, it was crazy. It's exhausting. It's really fun. I love doing it. Um, where else have I been? Oh, I've been like going to Europe a little bit. I have family there, so... Um, my older brother, his wife, and my niece live there. And my niece is, um, she's, how old is she now? Oh, my gosh. She turns two on April 8th. So, you know, I was spending a lot of time going over and spending time with her as she's, like, growing. Uh, we were in Berlin for the film festival for Jay. And, um, yeah, I had an, I guess I was there in the summer as well for an Italy, a wedding in Italy for one of my besties' weddings. She lives in Italy. She married an Italian. So we're doing a lot of, like, European travel as well. And um, it's been crazy. It's been cool. Yeah. I love Berlin. I've only Me been too. once, and it so was fun. just so cool. It's, it really is. When I walked along what was left of the wall and just seeing some of the art that has that is still existing on this wall i was just blown away just it's, knowing the history yeah i mean 
Um, my sister-in-law is from Germany. My brother's wife, her name's Rebecca also. Um, she's from Germany and she's older than me. Um, she's in her early forties and she's like 40 or 41 now. Terrible with ages too. Um, and she grew up in East Germany before the wall fell. So she has some really interesting stories and I've seen like pictures of her brother and her when they were little kids. And I was like, what are you guys playing with? Right. Like, and she's like, Oh, we weren't allowed to have like normal toys or we didn't have like access so we would like she was holding like a board of wood that they had like painted a guitar on and I was like damn we are spoiled we are so spoiled I'm like showing her my childhood toys and like have you heard of kitty kittens <laughs> have you heard of uh Polly Pockets like yeah. you know uh, drastically different <laughs> which that's funny because you think of our spoiled and that's what it was like Polly Pockets those little things that you know, made every child so happy. But now you look at the kids today and what they have, it's like, oh, well, you're not cool. You don't have the 12 inch iPad. You only have the 10 inch. It's like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like yeah, I know. I remember like when I was younger and traveling uh, for modeling and stuff. And I was like, I had just got an iPhone and I thought it was like, Ooh, this is crazy. I have an iPhone. Right. And I'd be like on the airplane and there was like a two year old with an iPad. And I was like, Rose and iPad and these two and I I'm like in my twenties and I just got an iPhone. Right. It's crazy. It's, it's nuts. So yeah. nuts. It, you know, I, <laughs> I wish I would have uh, known that I was supposed to go to fashion week in New York in February. So I got, oh yeah, I got invited by, I had a couple uh, of folks on here and they had started their own brand and their own line cool. and they got invited and they had an extra ticket and they were like, Oh, you should come out with us. And, uh, it ended up, I had, I had a bunch of stuff going on, so I didn't end up going, but if I would have known you were going to be there, I would have made time to go. Cause I think it would have been cool yeah. to meet you guys and see you. And so Jay didn't come with me. I went by myself. Well, not by myself. Oh. My business partner came with me this year. Mm. Um, because she's my business partner and she's cool and it's fun to go with girls. Like, Jay is not into fashion. I don't mean that like in a, like he's not into fashion, but um, he's just not his thing. So he came, he came, he wasn't meant to come in September with me, but I was feeling like extremely overwhelmed. My friends had left early. So I was like alone in mm. September and I was like, I have no one to help me shoot my content. I, I'm like so anxious. I'm so stressed. So Jay flew down in September for a few days to literally, it's really sweet. He just um, would come to the shows with me, drop me off, go to a cafe, wait for me, and then just like escort me around all day so that my anxiety wasn't sky high. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it was really cute. But like he didn't come to a single show. He wasn't invited to anyone. Um, Like not in a mean way. He's not trying to get invited. Right. He, uh, it, he seems like that kind of nice person. And I wonder how, how is that for him? I'm sure him being as private as he is like going out, he's probably recognized everywhere he goes. So how does, how does he deal with that? He's incognito a lot of times. He's like uh, a sunglasses and a hat guy. He loved masks for this exact reason. I heard a lot of people did. Yeah. Yeah. He loved masks. I mean, um yeah that's how he deals with it i mean he's been doing this since he was a kid so i think yeah. you know he just knows yeah and when when the occasional person does recognize him does it 
I guess, how do you guys react? Cause you're probably together when it happens. Right. I mean, like you guys are, is it one of those things like, ah, just kind of leave us alone or, Oh, cool. Nice to meet you. Now let me get on with my day or. It depends on how the person approaches. Right. Mm. Like we've had people approach us in like scenarios that are clearly not appropriate scenarios. Like we're eating mm. in a restaurant and we're like sitting down and clearly eating together. Like I, I understand shooting your shot fully. I do. Right. But um, that's not the moment. That's obviously a private moment that we're like, having together um but like some people are really cool about it and then it's like really nice and like you know they'll just we'll be walking on the street and someone might be like hey man love your movies and that's it and that's a really really nice interaction or people might like we haven't recently we were coming out of bakery and some guy was just like man it's so cool that you still live in toronto like keep doing what you're doing sort of thing and like that one was amazing like you know it made I think it was a really nice interaction, but like sometimes people um, uh, don't respect like privacy or like private space, like, and um, or they'll they'll just say something that's like makes you feel uncomfortable rather than just being like keep doing what you're doing. Like, I think if you approach a celebrity with no expectation, and when they're clearly not like um, having a private moment, then the likelihood of them being receptive to you is a lot higher, right? right? Like if you're just walking past them on the street and you happen to notice them, you can say something like, love your movies, man, you know, and I think they will probably be psyched about it. But yeah, don't approach them when they're having dinner with their wives or husbands. Or even like a quick photo, like that's cool, you know, like, hey, nice to meet you. But then, you know, let them go about their day. I was with um, a particular celebrity, I won't, I won't say his name, but in LA and I remember this person comes up and was like, Oh dude, this movie you were in, you were such a dick. Like, are you a dick in real life? It's like, <laughs> like, like <laughs> I was acting. Well, like, it's like you take it as a compliment. Like, okay, I did my job right. But then yeah. you, it backfires. And it's like, no, I'm not really a dick in real life. It's uh, that was it's just what I was hired to do. And I, I convinced yeah. you. So, Hey, I guess I did my job, but <laughs> don't yeah. approach me like that, you know, but also like, that's not like chill. Right. <laughs> it's like, exactly. You, you know, um, you look, uh, if you don't have a pause, like, you know, the saying, like, um, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything. I think we've like lost that a little bit as a society because of the internet. And it's really easy to like, be a keyboard warrior or like hide behind a fake profile on the internet and the stakes are extremely low, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but like, it's not cool. It's shitty and weird. Yeah. I think a lot of people just have this perspective, right? Because there's, how many people want to be actors and how many people are even in the in entertainment industry in itself and how many people actually make it is very slim, obviously. Yeah. And so I guess when you see one of those like one percenters out and about and they've done so well at whatever it is that they do, you're kind of like, whoa, like, is that how they really are? Is that why they're so good? Or, you know, and, and then you have that sense of, wanting to freeze, right? Because you're like, oh, this person, he, this is a successful person. They've made it. Like, I want to I wanna make them like me, but 
I know this is the only time I'm ever going to meet them. So I want to tell them everything I, I think, you know, and so you lose all sense of, of courteousness and, and respect, right? Because you, you think that, like you said earlier, you're shooting your shot because that's the only chance you're going to get to say hi to this person or, or see them <laughs> totally. out about, you know, so it, it's hard, right? I think also though, like we live in a culture where through media, we have like dehumanized celebrities a little bit. And so people don't perceive, and not everyone, this is a generalization. um, Some people don't perceive celebrities as people anymore. And there's um, sort of an idea, I think, within our society that like there's ownership of celebrities because they have chosen to be a celebrity and like, listen, not every celebrity has chosen to be a celebrity. Some celebrities have chosen to be a celebrity. They are famous for being famous. And then there are celebrities who are famous for being exceptionally good at what they are good at. Mm-hmm. So people in bands, um, actors, um, you know, fashion designers, um, artists who have just reached such a high level in their field that they are now famous for reaching such a high level. Well, those people, like, I would assume most of those people didn't start acting to become famous. They started acting because they loved acting or they loved movies and they wanted to, they had to create their art. Like art is a part of their life. And so like, did Jay as a 12 year old boy set out to become famous when he took acting classes? No, he set out because he loved movies and he wanted to be in movies and he wanted to be a part of this art form in any way he could. So like, I think in, in my personal opinion, there's a, there's a difference between some celebrities. And I don't think that it's appropriate as a society for us to believe that we should have access to everything we want to have access to from these people. I think we need to respect people's personal and private boundaries. Um, that being said, of course, like if you do cho- choose to share some of your life online, like but that's their choice. Right. And of course I've never met a person who's famous, who, if you come up to them in the, in a, the right way, in a nice way, in a positive, loving way, where they're rude, you know, but that being said as well, celebrities are humans. Like some celebrities have a shitty day and you catch them at the wrong time. Yeah. Everybody has a shitty day though, every once in a while. And it's okay to do that, you know? Right. And it's okay to like in that moment, be like, no, sorry, I don't want to talk to anyone. Yeah. Like I'm at the airport. You don't know what anyone has gone through five minutes the whole day before you met them. Like, you know, it's interesting because I think, you know, sometimes you'll hear accounts where, like, this person's the nicest person ever, right? And then the one you meet one person who's like, they were a dick to me. And you're like, maybe they just had a shitty day and they didn't want to talk to you. Yeah. And, like, that's fair. They're a human. Like, you have no idea what happened to them that day. Right. And, like, it sucks that you had a bad experience with them, but, like, maybe their cat died, you know? Like, who knows? Right. I mean, I've encountered that with people I met. And, you know, I look back and I'm like, man. Those guys are real jerks or assholes or whatever I want to call them. But then I'm like, you know, you see them in other situations and they're like the nicest people ever. It's like, you know what? Like they probably are not like that at all. Like I, I caught them on a bad day or, you know, for, I will throw this name out here because I have thought that, that maybe she was just being a mean person when I met her, but 
Jennifer Lopez, when I met her, she was not the greatest person, but in her defense, and as I've aged, I've realized this, she was pregnant with her twins. Oh, damn. Very pregnant. Very pregnant. Mm -mm. (laughs) No, ouch, ouch, ouch. So, I mean, she, and you know, I was working on a movie with her and I was doing some editing on it and she was there and instead of her directly telling me which cuts that they want to keep and what they don't want to keep. She was telling her assistant who was next to her, who then would tell me. So I took offense to that in a way, but then thinking about it, you know what? She probably did that because she didn't want to like bite my ear off or something like that when, cause she knew she was having a bad day. Yeah. I mean, maybe she is a dick. I don't know. Or don't maybe she was just having a bad day. Yep. We'll never know though, you know, but like, I don't know. Yeah. Like celebrities are people at the end of the day. Exactly. Yeah. What about you? I mean, you're probably getting recognized out there now with how well you've done. I mean, how cool. I mean, how do you, how do you, I guess, is that fun for you or are you kind of the same as Jay and like, ah, thank you. I appreciate it. I think um, it's more novel for me than it is Mm -hmm. for him. And I'm always like surprised. I'm like, why do you want to take what you why you know like i i think that's more my pov i also have like terrible social anxiety too mm. or just like anxiety in general um and so i'm always like i never believe that it's happening i'm like why oh, oh did i do something wrong is this person like like why is this person tapping my shoulders yeah <laughs> you know um but like no it's really sweet it's really nice i don't know i think no one has been rude. Everyone's been like extremely friendly and just like, it was really cool in New York. Um, I had some people recognize me and they didn't say hi to me, but like I overheard them being like, Oh my God. Yeah, that's her. And I was like, what? <laughs> so no, it's, it's cool. Like, um, it feels surreal. Like I, I almost like don't believe that I hear it or like, I'm like, Oh, that's just a one-off. That person wanted to take a picture with me. That was just like a one-off. That's not real. Um, but like, yeah, I'm not even close to famous. I guess I have like a niche internet. Um, some people know me now. I, I think you've grown a lot, especially on your Instagram. You know, your yeah, Instagram, Instagram has really has, taken off. Yeah, I. it's weird because I, like, I still think of it as really small. But um, I guess it's not that small. And um I don't know, comparison, eh? Especially within like content creation, there's a lot of comparison. You're like, I don't know about 300,000 followers. It's just a tiny little account, you know, but it's, it's, it's grown pretty quickly, which is cool. Well, in Instagram and Facebook and YouTube, there's so much harder to gain those followers than say TikTok, you know, and TikTok's become a little bit more difficult now. But yeah, TikTok's changed so much. It has, and it's it sucks in a way, but yeah, I kind of hate it. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I still like the app because it really opens your POV, and like, you get a lot of interesting stuff. But um, I don't love this. They're like switching over to a search engine sort of vibe. Like, it's not. I'm like, what? I'm just. I'm maybe. I'm just like old now at this point. And I'm like, I'm just gonna Google that though. Like, right. But other people I know are like, no, I use it as a search engine. Like, I'll watch videos on how to cook recipes and stuff. And I'm like, okay, I guess. Yeah, and I think that. I don't know what they're trying to do. It's almost like okay, so TikTok blew up with these, you know, 15 second to one minute videos, 
and then YouTube started doing it and then Instagram started doing it and then Facebook started doing it. So it's almost like TikTok is almost trying to come back and now use what YouTube has, you know, initially became famous for and as like an information guide, you know what I mean? Before yeah. it was, it was all just fun videos, people doing whatever they want to do, no ads. And now it seems like every time I swipe my thumb, every two, two it's videos, there's an ad on there. Yeah. You know? It's, it's really, really, really different. Um, yeah. I think though, maybe, and like, I'm not a tech person, perhaps though, what they're trying to do is like avoid what happened to Vine. Because Vine ultimately doesn't exist anymore, right? And TikTok was is just like a newer version of Vine. Um, but like they needed to make, keep it going. And like you said, all the other platforms adapted the short video form. So perhaps the SEO thing, like the search engine thing, is really just their way of keeping it going. Because um, yeah, I've, I've read that they're competing now with Google. Okay. So that they're like trying to be the biggest search engine. So instead of Googling something, you go to TikTok to find it. Hmm. I don't know what that will mean for like non-informational TikTokers, like comedy TikTokers. Like what will that mean for them? I'm not sure. Like for fashion, I guess it's like how I style this, how I wear this, or, you know, maybe it's skincare, like what vitamin C I use or whatever, right? Like there's a million different things, but I'm, I think that, you know, um, it will really change how a lot of TikTokers have to make content as well, which makes the app lose its creativity because you could go on TikTok originally and make the dumbest video and have a million views and it had nothing to do with like how searchable, how the algorithm was able to like compartmentalize and then, put your content where they think it should be right. Like it had nothing to do with the searchability. It just had to do with like how people engaged with it. Mm-hmm. But it's, so I think, I think that those like search engine sort of thing will like drive creativity, maybe back to Instagram a little bit because Instagram's not trying to be a search engine. So the algorithm is a little bit different with reels and stuff. Whereas I feel like TikTok maybe, maybe will lose, a lot of the more creative sort of videos. I mean, like the videos I make for TikTok and Instagram are drastically different. Right. And I go ahead. I just don't feel they'll perform. Like if I do all my creative videos that I've ever put on TikTok, like they don't, nothing happens with them because like the algorithm doesn't understand what information someone can gather from them because they can't. The information is just inspiration. That's not information per se. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, I, I wondered why I never thought of it this way because I wondered why my videos went from being seen quite a bit. I mean, at, you know, minimal 50,000 all the way up to millions of views. And now it's like, I'm lucky if I get a thousand views on a video. Same. I'm like, I have over a hundred thousand followers and, um, sometimes I'm getting like a thousand views and I'm like, so not even half of my followers are seeing my content, which is crazy. Um, But it's all about making it searchable, which really kind of, in my opinion, zaps the creativity a little bit. I've like really shifted my content to be more um, searchable. 
because you don't make like, I don't make content for views. I make content because I love making content and it's fun. And I like sharing with people. I'm not a private person in the same way that Jay is, (laughs) you know, I am to an extent, but like, not like he is. I'm like, I love sharing with people. I love connecting with people. And the internet has been the way that I've done that, especially leaving a modeling career where all of my friends don't live here, settling in a place where I really didn't know a lot of people. I've made all of my friends on in Toronto because of the internet over the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and like a lot of people, my business partner and I met because of my TikToks. Yeah. That's, I mean, and in, all reality, you met Jay over the internet as well, right? A hundred percent. Like yeah. almost all of the biggest relationships in my life, not all of them, but almost all of them have been because of social media or the internet. So um, I still love putting stuff out there. I don't create content for views, but like it is like, I'm not going to lie to you. It's nice to get views. It's nice yeah. that people see your stuff. Right. And like, when even just the followers you have aren't seeing it, it's extremely disheartening. You're like, why isn't TikTok showing this even just to the people that follow me? Right. Yeah, it's, it is sad. And I'm starting, I I never put it together, but you're absolutely right. Because now I think about it, every video that I am seeing, and I'm not getting on TikTok near as much as I used to. Like I'll get on it. Yeah. I'll get on it for like business stuff. Cause I'll find a lot of people during their lives and, uh, you know, to come on the show and, but video scrolling, I don't do much of it, but when I do, you know, I, you said, uh, you brought up the cooking thing earlier and I see more of, okay, let's try making this today, you know, and someone basically mm-hmm. putting on a mini cooking show and, and throwing together this recipe and then eating it at the end, you know, and it's like, that is what I'm seeing all the time. I'm not seeing the the hilarious videos that I, that made me fall in love with TikTok initially. Yeah. And yeah. so I really, I do wonder what, um, I don't see, I follow a lot of comedy creators. I never see their content. Yeah. It's crazy. Like it doesn't, when I'm, I spend a lot less time on TikTok. Now I've started posting again on TikTok. Um, cause I have to for work, honestly. Um, so I've started posting again. Um, and it's fucking so wild to me. I've also noticed that like, the algorithm will push out videos with a negative hook more than with a positive hook. And that bothers me to no end because I think like social media can already be a place that breeds so much negativity. And now the algorithm actually like favors that. So like I, I've, um, and then I, I, I was speaking to some other creators I know and they've noticed the same thing where like, for example, if you say like, this is the ugliest dress I've ever seen that video will get more views. If you say, this is the most beautiful video I've ever, um, most, most beautiful dress I've ever seen. Mm. So this negative hook actually pushes your videos more too. And I was like, that's so gross. Yeah. Like the world does not need that. I agree. A hundred percent. I kind of honestly, Oh, sorry. No, no, no. You're good. I was like, um, maybe this just like, shows my age but i much prefer instagram to tiktok again and see i'm starting to get there and that's what i was that's exactly what i was gonna say is i need to start focusing more on my instagram i i think we talked about this before but i've never really been a social media person like i i got into it 
Huh? I know. That's so funny. I know. And and I mean, I was into Facebook as far as like my account to this day is still private. And, you know, I have friends and family on there. And that was really all it was. Instagram I had for so many years and had basically nothing on there for content. I had like maybe a few. I had no videos. I only had a couple photos on there. Mm-hmm. And then when I started this podcast, that's when I started posting on it more. And then I was actually communicating through Instagram, through the messenger to get a hold of people because that was easier than trying to communicate through TikTok. Yeah. But I just need to, because I, I don't spend enough time posting stuff on Instagram or or all these other sites. Like I put all my focus on this, which is fine, but I think I would do widely better if I've put more attention towards my social media. I feel like you should be doing like clips, like um, like seven second clips from the episodes. And I do. I do. Okay, cool. But I haven't checked pro- in a while um, your Instagram because you're not really active on there from my yeah. memory. Well, and I'd so. It's not I, like a way to keep up with you in my memory. Right. And I, and I put clip, I started putting clips up there, but the issue was I would do it for one episode and then I'd be so busy that I don't do it for the next three episodes. So it's like, instead of posting once a week, like I should be like, or throughout the week from this week's episode, it's all of a sudden like going three weeks without me posting or something, you know, I just need to definitely put my time towards that more. TikTok or Instagram. I know in Canada has this new feature where you can pre-schedule post on the app. So they oh. will post for you and you could load up like a week's worth of content onto the app on Sundays, seven, let's say reels that are seven seconds, five seconds long. You pre-upload, you do the captions, you do the taggings, and then you can schedule it on the app and they will just upload for you. So do you have advice as far as Instagram as um, when it comes to length of each video, when you're doing a reel, like, is it better to do like a 30 second or one minute reel, or is it better to do those five second sure. quickies? Seven seconds is the magic number. Seven, seven. to 10 seconds. I think um, maybe as your audience grows, you can do longer form videos, but everything I've been taught about reels is like seven to 10 seconds is like the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, obviously the more people that reshare them and engage on the content better always post your reel to your story because then it will get more views and more traction back to the reels. If people share your reel on their stories, let's say you post a reel of me tomorrow. I share it on my story and I get 500 viewers on my stories. Well, your reel has 500 viewers from me posting it in my stories. So the more sharing of reels, the more traction they get. So that really helps is having people share. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's what it's about on Instagram. It's, mm-hmm. it's, so I didn't realize, I didn't, I didn't understand the story thing. Like I, I know people put it in like a story up, but I didn't realize that that was going out almost like a reel itself that you had shared. Yeah. So people can view other people's reels and other people's stories. If that even makes sense, what I just said, but like I, some of my reels have done fine. And then later someone will find them, put it on their story. And that person maybe has a super engaged following and let's say they have like a thousand viewers on their story. Well, my reel now has a thousand more views. Mm. And like a reel that I posted like last year, someone 
reposted recently. This actually happened. And then it like got to 10 K views out of nowhere. And I was like, Oh, sick. Like that person has a super engaged following. If they repost my videos, my videos do a lot better. So it's all about just like, I feel with Instagram too, there's more of a community because like, especially within, and I'm only talking within like my community on Instagram, right? Because I only know from my community, but my community of like fashion girls, it's almost all fashion girls. There's some boys and days in the community as well. But, um, mine is like a very feminine or female dominated space, I should say. And we definitely engage and share on each other's stuff a lot. Right. And I think that that form of community really helps each other grow because the more engagement you get on something, the more the algorithm pushes it out. So the more comments, the more saves, the more people are going to see your video, the more, the higher the chance you get on the for you page. So Mm. that's how reels work. Okay. Yeah. I was under the, cause I mean, I was thinking, okay, if I did little, you know, five, 10 second clips of my podcast, no message would be delivered. Right. Cause I'm thinking you have to have a kind of like a one minute little clip of a conversation for people to understand what we're talking about. Five seconds is so quick or 10 seconds is so quick that people won't really understand what the premise is. Okay. Because it drives them to the podcast. Okay. So you use the reels to drive traffic to your podcast. So maybe you do a five second reel where someone starts to say something like, I really like Instagram because of this. And then you cut it off at the this and you like want to find out more about why euthanasia likes Instagram link to podcast. Makes sense. You can use reels to hook people into listening to the full episode. Hmm. Yeah. A lot of TikTokers, in fact, will use TikTok to focus their traffic back to Instagram and they'll do a video and they'll be like, Instagram saw it first or to see the pictures from the shoot, go to my Instagram. Or if you want to see more content like this, it's on my Instagram, you know? Yeah. Usually you, a lot of people with social media followings that are bigger on one platform than the other will use one. They'll try to direct traffic. That makes sense. I need to, this is my promise to you. I'm going to, you're going to see a lot more of the 10 second, the seven to 10 second clips. I'm going to, I'm going to start working on them. Uh, As a matter of fact, I'll start putting them out today. What's a good hook? We need a good hook. Like what's something that will make people like want to listen to this podcast that you can turn into a five second reel. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to, I don't know. Yeah. We'll think of one. Maybe we'll yeah. think of one by the end of this. Hopefully. Yeah. Or like, yeah. Think of, I would even like add maybe before your podcast, like think of some of those hooks for reels. Yeah. Okay. And TikToks, You can use them on both. Sure. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do that. Uh, yeah. Gonna, why not? See how it goes. I, no one ever told me that the, that seven to 10 seconds was a sweet spot. Apparently. I, yeah. I mean, I don't work for Instagram. But that's the word on the street. Sure. Okay. The, but you, you're doing well. Street. I'm trying. I'm trying. I mean, like I'm having the most fun making content 
that I've ever had because I'm just like doing things that are kind of like concept based a little more. So like my creative direction brain is getting scratched literally a little bit more. Like even last night, like I was hanging out with my friend Mackenzie and I was listening to a song called the dumbest girl alive driving to her house. And I was like, I love this song. I need to do a reel to the song. And we were going to a drag ball. So I knew my outfit last night was like really over the top. And I was like, wouldn't it be so funny if I, cause I also needed gas. And I was like, wouldn't it be so funny me rolling up in my Marie Antoinette outfit to the gas station, like pumping gas. Like, wouldn't that be a funny video of this girl just like pumping gas like blowing um, bubble gum bubbles out of her mouth. And I was like, that's the dumbest girl alive. And I got to my friend's house. I was like, you have to help me shoot a video tonight. I've got like, the dumbest girl alive. We're shooting that after we leave this drag ball. So please don't drink too much. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So it's like, you know, funny little concepts that whatever pops into my brain, I'm like, Ooh, Ooh, I'm going to make this into a silly little video for this silly little social media. Yeah. And I have to ask because I, I see like w- with the creativity you have and with working on set, like, does any part of you ever want to try acting? I have okay. done some acting courses in the pan- Panini Press. I did okay. two online ones. First one I had so much fun in. And the second one I did not have fun in. And, in fact, oh, my God, do you like Larry David? I don't know who that is. He's one of the creators of Seinfeld. And then he has oh. his own. Yes, he had yes, his own yes, TV yes. show too. Yes. And like there's an episode of his TV show where someone like he has to like act or something in an episode or someone has to act in an episode. I can't remember the context, but someone's like, oh, Larry, like acting's difficult. And he's like, like, what do you mean it's difficult? Like all it is is saying words and making faces or like something like that. And like my POV going into acting classes was that I was like, Oh, this isn't hard. You just say words, you make faces. And I was really awakened. Um, it is very difficult. And um, I think that if the right opportunity like popped its head up, I would take it because that's the kind of human I am. I'm always a, like kind of a yes person. If an opportunity comes, I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I'll learn how to do this as I go. Like, you know what I mean? That's kind of how I started styling. People were like, hey, will you dress me for this? And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. You know? Um, so if the right opportunity popped up, I would probably say yes because I'm delusional and I just think I can figure stuff out. Um, <laughs> but um, I would probably say yes, but I don't think it's something that I'm like actively going to pursue. Um, I think that like all arts, unless you have a passion for it, like a really burning passion, it will beat you down to the ground very quickly. And I think acting is very similar to modeling where you, your face and body are critiqued all the time. I think influencing probably sort of, but the expectations a little bit different, different. Um, and then also with influencing you generally have control over your what is put out there. With acting, you leave set that day and like whatever they want to put on the screen, it's on the screen, right? So I didn't have control over my own image for a really long time. And 
I'm not really sure that I'm interested in not having control over what my hair looks like, what my makeup looks like, what I'm wearing. Um, even though you're playing someone else and it's not you, I don't know if I'm interested in that right now either. I don't know if that's like healthy for me right now either. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. I think acting, it can be really fun. Right opportunity. The answer is I probably will because I'm delusional and I have a hard time saying no when I feel like an opportunity is in front of me. Um, but it's just, yeah, I'm, I don't have the passion. Like, that's the thing. I asked myself when I was doing the acting commercials, like, or sorry, when I was doing the acting classes and I was booking commercials as a model too. And that's why I started taking acting classes because I was like, oh, commercials are pretty lucrative. I should invest in this part of my career. Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun, but ultimately I was like, do I want to go audition for a bunch of TV commercials and like build a career from nothing again? Like, no, I don't have the passion and the drive to do that with acting. What if like one of our friends who was a director was like, I need you in my movie. I would consider it. I probably would do it because like I said, I'm delusional. I think that's your hook. I think your hook is me saying I'm delusional. And then you'll be like, do you think she's delusional? And I bet you most people will say yes. (laughs) All right. If I have your permission, I'll put that on there. (laughs) I don't want to make you come off as, (laughs) as a negative person or anything like that. No, no. I honestly like, I, um, I think that there's like a healthy level of being a delusional person. Do you know what I mean? I think that like when you have that level of like chutzpah where you think you can attain something that you probably can't attain, those are like, you need that level of delusion to like reach a level of success Sure. because like most people will never get to where they want to get. Right. But I, since I was like a teenager, since I was like a little kid, I'm not even kidding you, delusional. I used to tell people like, when I grow up, I'm going to live in Paris. I literally lived like in Paris, France. I lived like in a farming community at the time. Nobody even went on vacation to Paris, France. And I was out there telling kids and I was going to live there and I was going to be a model. And everyone was like, this girl is bananas. But, like, I did it. So, you know, I think, like, when I say I'm delusional, I mean it in that way, where ever since I was little, I really was like, I'm going to do these big things. Like, whether I did all of them, no. Did I do a lot of them? Yeah. And, like, Mm -hmm. I I still feel like I, I live my life with a small amount of delusion because, like, that's what drive gives me drive is this feeling like, oh, no, I know I'm going to get to my goals. Yeah. But it, you have to be a little delusional. I think that's where you and I are very much alike. I have been that you way my be entire life. Right? You have to. You have I, to. I, the world's going to beat the shit out of you. Yeah. I, I, I lived in, I grew up in this small city. It's, it's a lot larger now, but I, when I was in high school, I was like, no, I'm moving to LA. I'm going to work in the entertainment business. Everyone, and a lot of people made fun of me. Like, they're like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. You, you're not going to make it out there. What makes you think, you know, no one think, no one would think that I would actually move to LA. It was the first thing I, as soon as I graduated college, I moved to LA. I yeah. got into the entertainment business. And then when I, even though I'm back in Colorado, when I started this podcast, when people 
that I knew growing up, growing up, uh, heard I was doing a podcast. It's like, well, everybody has a podcast. Like, why, why are you doing a podcast? Like, what are you doing a podcast about? Like, yeah, it's like, you know, I don't know. Like it, it I have this part of me that's like, you can tell me I'm not going to do something, but if I'm saying it to you, I'm going to fucking do it. Like, yeah, I'm not just saying this to make me sound cool. I'm getting ready to fucking do it. <laughs> yeah. I'll figure it out. Yeah. It might take me a long time, but I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll get there. Like I know I will. Yeah. And it's funny cause some of the same people, not all of them, but some of them are actually now coming to me because they want to start a podcast and how to do it. And it's Love like, are, are you sure about that? Like, like everybody has a podcast. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't think I'll make it as a podcaster. So why would you want my advice? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, it's no, one of those. I, yeah. I definitely think that a, like a healthy level of delusion is a must. I also like, I'm like a big, like kind of woo woo person. So I really believe in like manifesting and stuff and mm-hmm. like, manifestation is all rooted in delusion, right? Like you have to already believe it. Like you literally have to believe that this shit is like your birthright, that you were like born to be put on this earth and you could have moments of weakness. I have moments where I'm like, Oh, I'm not an interesting creative person. My work is disgusting. Like why did I ever have the audacity to think I could do this? You know, I have moments, but like that I'm like, okay, taking a, Tomorrow we're delusional. Tomorrow we're back on our manifesting bullshit. Tomorrow we're going to reconfigure this shit. But like you can have a day to like feel doubt, but like then we're done. Yeah. I've been, yeah, I've been going through this. I'm going like through this new phase in my life, right? Like this year I'm going to be 39 years old. Next year I'm going to be 40. I know crazy, but I told myself, you know, I need to get my mental state right and I need to get my physical state right. And there was so much doubt in me in this past year and a half about getting it right because I've had so many injuries. There's no way I can ever get like my body to look the way it did when, you know, I was in my twenties because of all these injuries I've had. And it was all this negativity in my, in my mental state. And so this past month and a half, I've really been, deep diving into what I could do to fix myself. And it's so crazy because all that doubt, everything I, I I had before that made me believe that I couldn't do it this past month and a half, like every day I'm in the gym, every day I'm taking that, that 15 minutes to meditate and get, get in my head and clear it out, get all the negative shit out. And it just shows me, it's like, you know what? Yeah. And, and that's it. Like it's, it's me. Like I'm my own worst enemy. Fuck what everybody else says. hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yo, so, like, okay. Yes, 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 yes. Get rid of it. Cause like, mm-hmm. it's just weighing you down. Like you're only stopping yourself. Right. Like, right. You, we're, I fully believe like we're the masters of our own destinies too, to an extent. Right. Because all of us are born with different levels of privileges and, and like in different places. And like, you know, we're two white people having a conversation from North America. Right. Or mm-hmm. like you're white, right? Actually, I don't even know what ethnicity you are. I'm, I'm, I'm half white, half Hispanic actually. Okay. So you're like, you're mixed, but you're, I yeah. think you're white passing, right? Definitely. So 
we come from a place of privilege, like an inherent place of privilege, right? So we're privileged to even be having the conversation like this, right? But from our place, our positions of privilege, like in North America, like we really are our own worst enemies in this case, you know? And again, that's not the case for everyone. Everyone has different, you know, different stuff that they have to work with some worse than others. Most, you know, especially the coming from our extreme privilege, especially me, I live in fucking Canada, you know, (laughs) but like, I really do believe at least in my own life that it, yeah. If you can like eliminate most of that negative self-talk, you can like change your, your whole world. And I really wish I would have done this earlier on. I mean, as you mature, as you get older, you start to see things more clearly, right? Absolutely. If I would have had the knowledge of who I am inside 10 years ago, I would be in a completely different place right now. Like, Oh yeah, but you have kids, right? So you can like impart that knowledge on them. Like I do this with my nieces all the time. Like when I'm holding them, I look in the mirror and I'm like, you're so smart. You're so beautiful. Like, you know, that cognitive behavioral therapy with them, like right from the jump. I'm like, you're unstoppable. Like you're amazing. Some of them don't even speak English yet. Um, but like, I'm out here like, let's manifest a perfect life. (laughs) 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 Just bash your crazy aunt. But like, I think, you know, I feel the same. Like if in my twenties, i wasn't so terrified all the time of like being perfect or how I was perceived. I probably would be like dressing the way I was dressing now when I was 20. Yeah. Right. Like, but we're, we're lucky because we've been able to make it to this age, right. Where we get to have this knowledge and we get to access this knowledge. Cause like a lot of people don't even, even if they age, they don't get to access the knowledge that we're talking about. They get stuck. Yeah. They get stuck in the in what they believed was correct, you know, in their late teens, early 20s, right? They don't ever progress from there. They don't take the initiative to really get deep into that thought and deep into what you want. You're more stuck in a position where it's, what will this person think of me? Or if I do this, am I mm-hmm. going to be thought of as a less of a person because people don't like what I'm doing? But you have to get past that. That's the only way. I always tell people in their 20s, they're like, oh my God, I'm struggling so much. I'm like, yo, your 20s fucking suck. Because there's so much negative self-talk in your 20s because we're still so afraid of how we're being perceived. And a lot of 20-year-olds that I know and from my 20-year-old experience, um, it was scary. Like you're scared that people won't like you all the time. But like as you age, really, if you put work in, you're freed from that. Like, I don't give a fuck if people don't like me. But, like, I love my mom. My mom still really cares what people think sometimes. And she'll be like, but, like, if you wear that out, people will think that. I'm like, Mm -hmm. let them think that. Like, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) It's not going to ruin my day if someone doesn't like that my hair is green. That's going to ruin their day. And, like, how dumb of them to let my green hair ruin their day. Exactly. Like, that's a day you don't get back, babes. (laughs) Right. And, and, and for and those people pressed that someone has green hair, like chill. Right. And for those people who are like that, it's like, why, why are you so concerned about what somebody else wants to do? Like, why are you so, 
why do you have that in your daily log to mm. put a person down for something they want to do? Like, right. why don't you, instead of putting that person down, why don't you think about what you have always wanted to do and maybe put that effort that you're putting towards this person to put them down and put oh. it towards your goals? Well, that's why they put the effort towards putting someone else down. Because when they see someone living in their joy, someone living their authentic truth in the world, whether that's a lady with green hair or, you know, someone who started a podcast, people thought no one should start another podcast or doesn't need another podcast, right? Like it's because they're too afraid to do it. So when they see someone else living in that authenticity, living in that joy, it makes them fucking angry. And they're angry at you. They're angry at them. Like they're angry because they're like, I want to dye my hair green. I wanted to dye my hair green since I was 10, but I never did it because I was afraid. But look at this bitch who does. And I'm mad at her because I want to be there, but I can't be. You really can be though. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. It's only limiting. It's a limiting self-belief. Like, why can't you have green hair? Like it's probably going to be a sleigh, but you'll never know because you won't just buy some manic panic and slap it in your hair on a Saturday night. Right. (laughs) I mean, it's true. It's by the way, just for the record, your green hair looks awesome. And I love the cut. I love that layer cut. That's so different. Thanks. For me, that's my favorite thing. And, And maybe this comes with our mindset that we both have, but I would much rather see someone do something different rather than see you know, like all these kids walking around with Patrick Mahomes haircuts. It's like, why you guys all have the same damn haircuts? Like, yes, the guy's he's he's amazing at what he does, but like, be different, be yourself. You know? Yeah, I think that we we um, it's scary to be yourself, though. I mean, it took me a it long is. time to be myself. It, no, it is. You're right. You're hundred percent right. It's and I and I get that this I get the fear because I I lived in the fear yeah. for a long time. So I know the fear, trust me. But what I also know now is like not living with the fear so much better. Like it is so exhausting to live with the fear and like, it is just so exhausting. It's so exhausting to not be yourself. Like when you're finally yourself, like there's a big heavy weight lifted off of you. Like I sometimes look back at like Instagram posts when I was trying to be like an aesthetic girly, like a with like a lot of beige and like I was really just trying to be something and I look back and I'm like oh my god like it's cringe and it that aesthetic is not cringe me trying to be that aesthetic was cringe because I look back and I'm like lol babes what what were you trying to be like you wanted to be this person why they're they're an amazing person I'm sure but like why would you want to be someone else like there's you right yeah, I agree. It's funny. I had this conversation actually, was it this morning or last yesterday with my wife? And it was yesterday. She said, why are you going to wear that hoodie? It doesn't match with the rest of your outfit. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> I don't care. You know, like, that's just me. Like, I, I don't, I don't plan my day to match. Like I plan my day to what I want to wear and you know, so maybe I do have a little bit of fashion in me because that is different. Maybe you know? do. That sounds maybe like I do. You have fashion in you. Maybe I do. But I also I empathize with your wife because sometimes I'll be like, Jay, no, no. <laughs> but I'm a hoodie <laughs> hat jeans guy. That's just who I am. I know, know. I know. I know. Him too. 
Obviously, yeah. He's very much like a hoodie hat jean guy or like a hoodie hat sweaty sweatpants guy. Yep, that's and me. Like, you know what? It's a it's like um, it is an active sort of like what's my issue with that? Not you know like that's something I have to work through on myself, right? Like because yeah. why is him wearing sweatpants to brunch bothering me? Yeah, and I think it's not. For my wife, I guess in her defense, because I didn't want to make her come off as like a, a bad no, no. person by saying that, but she never really made it sound like it bothered her. It was more of, you know, hey, you know that doesn't match, right? Like, yeah, I'm she's just letting you know. Life. She just yeah, wants yeah. You to know, like, hey, I think you know. Sometimes that's also me with Jay, where I'm like, hey, you have a stain on your pants. I'm just doing you a solid, you know. Right. That's also yeah. like, I, you know, if I had a stain, I would, or if I looked what he thought mismatched, I would also want him to tell me. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. That's just a wife husband dynamic. Yeah. Um, we have the same dynamic is what I'm telling you. But sometimes mine is very much like, I just feel like you shouldn't wear gray sweatpants to wrench. No reason. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because I like to boss, be bossy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I get you. I'm that way too. <laughs> But speaking of husband and wife dynamics, I have this question. Okay. Are we going to ever see little bear shells in <laughs> this know. world? Um, well, there is a little bear shell in this world. It's not my little bear shell, but Jay's <laughs> sister has a baby bear shell. Um, okay. How about Jay and Rebecca? Little bear, bear shell shells. babies. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. Cool. When? I don't know. Like, hypothetically, we would love to have children. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there's, like, no perfect time to have a child. We both want to have kids. I think we would like to have kids sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It's it's hard to, um, for both of us, I think especially for him right now, because he's not just acting he's also directing so he's building a brand new career and having a baby is all encompassing yeah and director work often takes him away that makes sense um i know that he has communicated to me that like if we had a brand new baby he wouldn't want to be taken away for director work but i'm like you have to go you're building something new but you know, so we have these like uh, big conversations around like around that. Yeah, and that makes sense. Work, it's easier, right? Because my work is whatever the fuck I want my work to be. His right. isn't. It isn't like right. Like when the opportunity comes, every movie is a small miracle because they're so expensive to make. They're yeah. so hard to get going. So if you get your movie going, it, you just gotta get it going. And I want his director career to be what his career like whatever he wants it to be right so it's hard when he's starting something new and it's not a nine-to-five job or a typical job like he might be on for a year directing a project or six months or you never know right like usually it's not that long but it can be well and i actually heard an interview recently with john favreau who i don't know uh, i don't know if you personally know him but from what uh huh I might have, I don't think I've met him. You haven't met him. Well, he, he, he stated, cause he went from, you know, acting to directing 
and then he now he does acting and directing uh kind of what jay does there but you know he talks about how with directing it's so much different than acting right because acting you go you work you shoot for three months and then you move on to the next thing right with directing when you're working on one project that's your that's now your baby for the next three years yeah you know people think you just direct when the movie is shooting for those three months no there's like all there's like almost a year of prep for a three-month movie right like that's a lot of work and it's your the the directing is that piece of work is your baby very much so yeah that's exactly how jade describes it as well so yeah, it's it's just like hard timing wise. We just have to figure that out, or it will just happen and it will be figured out for us. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of am like a big believer also in just like things happen exactly when they're meant to happen, and like right. there's like a little bit of divine timing in life. So I'm not putting pressure on it. Do we want to have kids? Yeah, um, I've always wanted to adopt too. It's like just been something that I've always wanted to do since I was young. Um, so maybe we'll end up adopting. Maybe we'll end up doing both. See where life takes us. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so exciting. And, uh, you know, I I do believe that your guys' situation is a lot different than most. And, and for you guys to, you know, let everything play out, I think is, is the best thing you can do because, you know, you can't predict what, what tomorrow's going to bring, right? I no, mean, we have today. Tomorrow's not promised. So exactly. you just have to take it as it is. And, like, yeah. right now we're really lucky because we have, like, amazing little nieces. Like, my stepbrother has two daughters. My brother has a daughter. Jay's sister has a daughter. So we have, like, four freaking adorable little girls that we get to hang out with all the time. And, like, I get to just spoil. Um, and, like, that's really fun, too. Yeah. So we like, we have this like adorable, cute little girl energy around us a lot. So that's really fun. Yeah. I that's swear so cool. because there's so many cute little girls in the universe. She's definitely like, here's a little boy. <laughs> I'm like, what do I do with this? No. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm almost all brothers. So I, I've got it. <laughs> no, that, so like, that's amazing. You know, yeah. I'm so excited for you guys. I'm excited Thank for you. everything you have in store. I'm excited for your different paths i'm excited that you're you know able to get out there and do exactly what you want now and be yourself and i'm excited for both of us here yeah uh, we are both in a mental progression state that uh yes, we're we both are. accomplishing big things and uh I-, I love having you on rebecca i really Thank do you. i love being on it's fun i love yeah. i never shut up so this is a perfect platform for me well, you're welcome back anytime, you know. Thank you. Thank or, or you. If, if you ever want to start a podcast, let me know and, and <laughs> I, I will help you out with that. <laughs> Thank you. I would yeah. really appreciate that. Maybe I will start a podcast one day. Um, I have like an idea for the name of it, but I'm not going to put that out there because. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> I don't want anyone to take my concept. Yeah, I agree. Well, also, oh, one thing before we go. do it later. Okay. I do have one more question before we go. Yeah. You just remind me when you smiled. Are those real diamonds up in your teeth now? No, 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 no. They're just okay. gems. It's like they're not even like fancy gems. I don't think they're. They have to be gems that are like if you swallow them, you won't be poisoned and die. Um, but like they're 
put on with the same glue that they put braces on. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, I've lost a couple of them in the mix. It's just they're smaller this time, so you can't see all the lost ones. But there's some lost ones. Okay, yeah, I saw that, and I I knew it was a thing now where people were literally drilling into their teeth and putting these stones. No, one like, of my Whoa. best friends is a dentist. If I drilled into my teeth, I don't think she would ever talk to me again, and I can't risk that because she's about to have a baby. So yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, it still looks cool. <laughs> Thank you. I, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just uh, the same glue that they use for braces. So it's all like safe and not going to poison me in 10 years, hopefully. And do you do that yourself or do you have to go somewhere for that? You can do it yourself. Like you can buy kits online. I don't do that because I tried to do it once before a music festival myself and it just was not it. I was like, fuck, I hate this. So I go to a place and get them done. Cool. Yeah. It's easier that way. And then also she has like all of the different gems, right? So Huh. That makes it a lot easier because then I don't have to pre-order all my gems and stuff. What kind of a, like, what are they, what is that place? Like, I, like, I guess I've just never heard of a place where you could go and do that. What's it called? Well, hers is called Tooth Gems and the gems have a, a Z. Um, and hers is in her house and she does Tooth Gems and she does like the, um, that jewelry, like, like those bracelets that they like solder on. So they're like, you know, they last forever or whatever. Right. Um, but like, I know that like some like tattoo places have a tooth gem person, like anyone can get certified, like I think. So you have to take a course and whatnot, but, uh, yeah, some people just have like their own little studios or they're like in like, uh, you know, more aesthetic spaces, like maybe hair salons also have a tooth gem person or whatever. There's a lot of them now in the city. A lot of them have popped up. Very cool. Yeah, it's fun. I love yeah. it. Why can't my teeth have jewelry too? Yeah. My I niece, like it. one of one of my nieces, she's like, I think she's two now. I'm sorry, they're all really close in age. So I'm like, who's had their birthday? I can't remember. <laughs> she grabbed my face like this last time I saw her, and she was like this, and she goes, I like your sparkles. And she was talking about my teeth, and I was like, Oh my gosh, thank you, Anna. <laughs> when you're sixteen, you can have sparkles too. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I think yeah. it's so cool. I think the things yeah. that they have, I guess, invented even since we were teenagers are just, it's just really cool. It's fun. I know. I feel like there's um, a movement. There's like becoming more of a movement for people to just like um, express their individuality a little bit more. And like that in itself is just so fun to me. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I do want to say as we end this, that I have not in, in the 84, five episodes ish now that I'm at, I have not had as many compliments as far as the conversation as I have with you and I, our first interview. Oh my gosh. Really? Yeah. Everybody says it is so weird because they don't, it doesn't sound like we're having like an interview per se, even though I try not to have interviews with anybody. Yeah. Everybody's told me, it just sounds like you guys have known each other forever and you're just hanging out talking. (laughs) <laughs> I said, I said, that's exactly what I'm trying to go for on every episode, but yeah, but apparently that, uh, like we, we have we that, that with each other. Yeah. That's so, fun. I love yeah. that. No, I feel like, um, I feel like any interview I've ever done, the successful ones, that's the energy is like, you just go into it with the vibe of like, you're hanging out with a new person yeah. and like some people when they hang out with a new person, they don't talk. 
Um, they should probably shouldn't do podcasts though. Um, but I, like I said, never shut up. So I'm always like excited when I meet a new person and I'm always like interested in learning something new and like exploring someone else's brain a little bit. So it's really fun. I feel yeah. it's a so great time. Do a little interview here yeah. and there. Cheeky little interview. <laughs> yes. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Seriously. Thank you, thank you for coming back on. And like I said, you are always welcome. I know you're very busy and like, I'm thankful to not only have you once, but now twice. And, uh, you can come back whenever you want. You, all you gotta do is, Hey, Kevin, throw me a text. I'm ready to come back on. I will set it up. We'll go. Once my brand has launched a little bit more, maybe I can come on with my business partner and we can talk about our weird stuff that we're making. Let's do it. I mean, yeah. We're making some, our next drop is, when is it? Oh, it's going to be the first week of April, I think. Okay. So I think everything is like ready. So we'll do those drops. We'll see how a couple drops go and then maybe we'll get back on the podcast. Sweet. Yeah. I'm in. All right. Well, thank you so much and we will talk soon. Um, Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. Bye. Bye. A dick talking, dick talking with Kevin Hughes.